Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready for another episode of Mike Gazzola's Real Estate Investing That Works? Making money in real estate has never been easier. To get started now, go to teachmemike.com. You're listening to Real Estate Investing That Works with Mike Gazzola. I'm Kerry Lutz. This is episode eight. Probably heard a lot about buying short sales. Mike has, like so many other things, refined it to an art. Mike, there's a right way to do short sales, a wrong way to do short sales. But understand a short sale is where the owner is trying to sell the property for less than the outstanding balance of the mortgage. So how do you go about doing it? What's the right way, Mike? That's right. So to clarify what a short sale is, what happens is if somebody, let's use easy examples, the the amount they owe to their mortgage company, let's say is $200,000. And the property is currently worth $75,000. If the homeowner wants to sell that property, the only way they could was to make up that balance with a traditional sale. So what a short sale does is it just enables the buyer and the bank to basically come to an agreement that the bank is going to sell the property for less than the mortgage amount. So that's why they call it a short sale, less than the total amount due. Bear in mind, a short sale could take a month to do, or it could. I've had them take 13 months to do. So the easiest way I go about short sales is just like this. If, among all the techniques that I teach... I've even purchased through short sale because basically with short sales, you have other people working for you. It's like having your own staff of people that are working on these deals for you. Let me let me clarify that. So if I do a quick search, let's just say in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I found a bunch of properties that are available as a short sale. What I would do is I'd contact the listing agent directly on each one of those properties. So if there was, let's just say there was 10 short sales I was interested in. What I would do is I would contact all 10 of the listing agents directly. So this way I now have 10 different realtors working for me. Some are gonna work just like human nature. Some are gonna work very hard, fast and diligent. Some are gonna sit on your offer, dilly dally a little bit, wait around till they get a better offer. But just like human nature is, some people are always hungry. Some people are always going to be slightly lazy. So what happens is I have 10 different realtors working for me now. And I just, I call it shotgun out 10 different offers. And what happens is some banks are going to respond right away. Some banks are going to give you a great deal on the property. And some banks are going to stick to their guns and they're not going to want to budge on their price. So what I'm looking for is just the easiest, fastest, and best bang for the buck. So by submitting out 10 offers, I may only be find a sweet deal on one of them. I may have to submit 20 offers to find that sweet deal. 
But what I'm doing is I'm having other people work for me. So I have other listing agents working on my behalf. So I'm not having to run around and do this, do that. I just simply submit my offer to the listing agent and you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, some you're going to think you won and then it's going to take you six more months to close than you anticipated, but it's a numbers game. You can absolutely get great deals with short sales. You just can't give up and make sure you have multiple realtors working for you in any given market. And there's still a lot of these short sales out, out there, aren't there? Oh, they're everywhere. You know, you could do a quick search right now. If you went to Realtor.com, any city in the entire country, just look in the description. You're going to see a number of short sales. And a lot of times what they do is they stick out a really low price online just to get you to call and just to get you to submit an offer. So what they'll do is they'll entice you with this really low price and then it's up to you. That's why if you see a great deal on one short sale, don't expect you're gonna get that. Understand that it's a numbers game and there's so many out there in every single market that if you do exactly what I'm telling you to do, you will land one of them. But that's why I teach you so many different techniques for purchasing properties. This is just one technique that has worked for me and has made massive profits for me is getting these short sales so far under market value that your chance of losing goes way down and your chance of making a good profit goes up. And with a short sale, you will be able to actually physically inspect the property, right? That's right. One of the great things about a short sale is you can shotgun out these offers like I told you, but as soon as one's accepted, you're going to have what's called an inspection period where you're at least going to be able to go take a quick look. You know, a lot of times I do it in reverse. Some people go out and do their property inspections, then they make the offers. I just make a bunch of lowball offers so I'm not wasting my time. Because why would I ever want to go inspect a property where I'm not even going to be able to buy it, where the bank is just going to play games with me, or they're not going to accept my offer in a timely manner, or they're going to come back $20,000 over their list price. Can't offer me above their own listing price. So to me, I don't waste any time on a short sale until the deal's accepted. It's kind of a reverse way of doing things, but I actually go inspect the property after it's been accepted by the bank. At that point, you're going to do your title work, see about liens and violations, that type of thing, right? That's right. So now you're going to go through what's called the traditional closing process. So now you're able to take your time. You see, if you're new to real estate investing and, and you might feel like the auctions, you want to get a couple deals under your belt before you jump into the auction process. That's why I teach about short sales too, because it's a great way for anybody who's just getting started, because what happens is after your offer is accepted, you're still able to do all the title work. You're going to get title insurance on the property. You're going to have the realtor working on your behalf. You know, you're, you're able to evaluate the property and, you know, you're able to go through this process at a much slower rate and have other people assisting you through the process. See, I'm leading, they say you can lead the horse to the water. Water, but you can't force them to drink. I'm leading you guys to the water. And then now you're able to take your time drinking it. Anything you need to look out for in particular about short sales, any red flags? Well, one of the main ones is to capture your attention. A lot of these banks are going to put a ridiculously low list price on the property and you get all excited. You know, let's just use an easy example because I see them in South Florida all the time. I just recently looked at one, matter of fact, 
I didn't physically look at it. I mean, looked at it online. And they were asking $50,000 for a house that was worth about $85,000. It was a short sale. Based on my experience, I know that's, uh, you know how they say with the car dealers, the old bait and switch? <laughs> well, this was basically a bait and switch. They, they were putting $50,000 as a list price but they had no intention of ever accepting that $50,000. You could offer $1,000 over the asking price, they still have no intention. Because what happens is they're just sticking that low ball list price. So the way I see it, if they're gonna play games with you, and you might as well play some games yourself to your advantage, meaning if you have the intention of only buying one short sale, might as well still put the offers out there and just make sure you're getting the very best deal you can and you ultimately accept the very best deal that works for you. But the number one pitfall I see is that they throw out these low ball offers, low ball list prices we'll say, with no intention of ever accepting it, even if you come in for cash, full list price, it's just one of the games that the banks like to play. Yeah, they're trying to get a bidding war going, huh? That's exactly it. You know, they're hoping that not just you puts an offer in on that, but everyone else who looks at it puts an offer in on it. And then that's exactly what they want. They want a bidding war where they're saying, okay, everybody, give us your highest and best. Well, I've had the bank come back to me with what's your highest and best without any other competing offers. They're just trying to extract as much as they can from you. So you should be doing the same thing back to them, meaning put out multiple offers so you don't have all your eggs in one basket. Is it always listed as a short sale, even if it is one? You know, most times, if you look in the description, and you can use any website you want. I only, I only mention Realtor.com because it's a great database, and it always has the listing agent's phone number and who the listing agent is. And it's nationwide, but typically you'll see it either... When they're describing bedrooms, bathrooms, it'll say sale type, typically, and then it'll say short sale. But if not, if you simply read that paragraph below it, sometimes they won't put it at the very top. But if you look in the description and at that place on the top, you'll see it typically, I'd say 90% out of the time, you'll see that it is a short sale through the description or through the sale type on top. Basically, the seller is really the bank effectively. It's not really the owner anymore because the bank has full decision-making authority whether this property is going to be sold or not. That's right. Let's use that same example. If you owe $200,000 on your house and the property is only worth $75,000, sure, the homeowner may be willing to sell it because they want to get out of the house, but the ultimate decision is going to be made by the bank. So you you got to always remember that when you're dealing with short sales, even if you have an eager seller, the decision ultimately lies with the bank. So when you put your offer in, now the agent has to bring that back and the bank has to accept that offer. Even if the seller's willing to sell it to you, it's not going to ultimately be sold until the bank is willing to sell it to you. Yeah. And that's the reason why it can take so much time because the committee at the bank or the whatever process they have for approving it might not be so efficient. That's right. Just like anything else, sometimes there's motivated sellers and sometimes there's mo sellers that aren't so motivated. And you never know who you're dealing with until you put the offer in. That's why never hesitate to put in a lowball offer. I mean, it might just take you a couple minutes out of your day to shotgun out a few offers. And you never know. It's like, you know, you throw the pasta against the wall. It'll stick or it won't stick, right? I mean, same thing with a real estate deal. It's either going to get accepted or it's not, but you never get emotionally attached. 
Never get too excited. Just put your offers out and understand you're going to have a pretty low success rate, but you'll make up for that by submitting multiple offers. You usually want these to be cash offers. Uh, both. You know, the bank is going to consider the offer more attractive if it's a cash offer, but it's, it's certainly not necessary. You're able to finance short sales in a lot of cases, but if you want to make an attractive offer and you want to put yourself in the best position to get accepted, sure, a cash deal is always going to get a, a better look at an offer, typically than a financed offer. But let me tell you this too. You know, a lot of times when I'm making offers on short sales, if I'm competing against other investors that are getting a loan and financing the property, they're able to offer a lot more than me because they're borrowing the money. And typically, if somebody's borrowing the money, they're willing to pay more than somebody who has to literally write a check out of their bank account. So I've been boxed out of deals by the short sale banks offering to allow people to finance the properties. Because when they allow people to finance the properties, of course, they're going to get more offers. And typically, they're going to get a better offer from somebody who's financing than from somebody who's paying cash. And that leads us one further question. Bank-owned properties, is that a good deal usually or do you just stay away? Well, bank-owned properties, same thing. You know, sometimes you get some banks that are extremely motivated to sell. And sometimes you get banks that are holding out for to get the most money they can. So bank-owned properties... They're absolutely great. And you'll see that too on there, you know, that it's bank owned. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, one of the techniques that I like to show people how to do is if you're looking at bank owned properties, look at the ones that have been sitting on the market for a long time. Because let me tell you something, you know, you, you might see a nice house and the first day on the market, say they're asking 80,000 and it's worth 120. You might offer 60000 on day one. They say no because they think they're going to get a better offer. You might, you might bump your offer to 70000 two weeks later. They say no. Well, five months later, you may be able to put in a $50,000 offer and get it accepted because what happens is they continue to think that they're going to get a better offer, a better offer. Then the offers stop coming in and they still need to sell their property. So a lot of times, if you look at the days on the market and you see it's been sitting there for a while... That's a great opportunity to lowball the heck out of them. Go so far under market value that if they accept it, you're the winner. Yeah, so the listing goes stale and and the banks aren't likely to do all the little preparation work to make that house really shine, have the curb appeal necessary to sell it. That's right. And a lot of the times when I go to make an offer, you know, the first week it's listed, I've offered full price on bank-owned properties. They say no. Then I offer 20% less, you know, 60 days later and get it accepted. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. And you know what? Don't try and figure the banks out. Just stick to your guns. There's no rhyme or reason why they do a lot of the things they do. But this is the way that you get better deals on any given property. Makes a lot of sense. Real interesting. Mike, you want to find out more? Where do we go? If you want to learn more, I'm happy to teach you. Just go to teachmemike.com and you can get started today. To get started now, go to teachmemike.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.